again though let's I, I i maybe i did play it just a little bit too much oh judas priest <laughs> you won't hear us playing judas priest but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself frank and david the man of god harris on wsut's after further review airing saturdays 11 a.m to 1 p.m and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m to 8 a.m on Toodles only alternative in your on campus radio station 88.3 wxut Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Ooh, welcome back to 88.3 WXUTs. WXUTs. After further review, we got on the phone lines here, David the Man of God Harris. And uh, David, actually, the UT Rockets, I believe, just did their pro day. But you're saying that pro days are kind of pointless. Please do tell. I do think it gives, obviously, not everybody can go to the combine. So sometimes these pro days get other athletes a chance to show themselves. Even the smaller schools even come to the pro days. I know for the the Seattle Rockets, sometimes some of the local uh, small schools come around here, you know, like Tiffin, Mount Union, around the area of uh, Finley, uh, schools like that. You know, sometimes you want to see some Division Two, II, Division Three talent or s- stuff like that. Um, but uh, David, explain why you think it's pointless. Building your online. Well, it, it comes down to two things. I think one, it's exposure, and two, I think it's. What do you learn from a pro day that you don't learn or you don't see through a season's worth of game film or multiple seasons? And, yes, I agree that kind of the exposure, like having the, a pro day at a D1 school gets, you know, like for UT or kind of getting a chance for the small schools, a chance for a scouts to be able to see them that may or may not have been able to see them before. But with the amount of information and the amount of scouts and tape and social media and film and the amount of connections that coaches and organizations have with some of these, even, you know, even doesn't even have to be D2 or D3, thinking about, you know, FCS schools. Like, if you're good, they will find you. They will get tape on you. They will be able to see you. And so while it does give that exposure, it does give the ability and potential for you know, someone to have a great pro day. So, so you're, let's just prime example. Everyone's raving about Ohio State's pro day and Marvin Harrison Jr. Being able to, you know, crazy route runner. He's going to be a top five, top ten talent next year. That's right. You, you know, you or know, whenever we, he comes we out. We talked about that here on 88.3 WXUT when he played against uh, the Rockets. Yeah, but it's like... Did you watch his dad play? Like, at some point, genetics take into account. Like, Marvin Harrison Sr., pretty good wide receiver. Probably going to get into Hall of Fame because everyone does. But, like, he has that ability. So what What does seeing him do all these this excel, 
are excellent route running and catching in shorts and a compression shirt doing versus seeing what he did all season in live game, being able to do those same route running. Like, I think for elevating the pro day so much, it's similar to the combine. Like, your ability to do all these things in shorts and compression, like compression apparel, how does that translate to in-game action? And for me, when I'm thinking about the draft, I don't want a workout hero. I don't want someone that can do greats in shorts. I want someone that can have that same or similar success and show that ability against live competition. Well, I, I think it's a, to measure the intangibles. Um, Mike Mamula, I mean, it helped him basically go up the draft board when he was with, with Boston College. Um, played six years in the NFL and obviously didn't get any Pro Bowls. Now, he was selected in front of uh, Warren Sapp, so uh, that kind of sucks. But I think what, what coaches are trying to see is what kind of athletic intangibles do you have? I, I I kind of agree with you. You could look at the tape or you could go scout and see what they do live game. Um, it's almost to the equivalent of basketball where somebody can look real good in drills, but can they take what they got from the drills and translate it to the game? But I, I think it's just another measuring stick for 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 uh, pro sports. Anal- paralysis by analysis, basically. Um, it, just a, another analytical thing to look at, poke and prod and and see things. Um, I think sometimes, though, pro days, to an extent, I do know when they're at the colleges, they do are controlled. I think some teams want to see, are you the right fit for us? Because you got to understand, though, David, that some of these players are playing in a system that makes them look good. And then when they get to the NFL, you're going to probably play in your career if you're if it's long enough, especially with all the, the, the different changes in coaches. If you're going to a team that's just bad, two or three different systems. You know, is this is this kid that we're investing in? Are they raw? Are they talented enough to play in the league? We already know that. But can they play and adapt in different systems? Can they literally play in this league? Because, David, you got to say to yourself, there are some people that go to a certain college it fits them in their skill set which could be limited and they look really good but then you go to the next level the pro level and then doesn't translate like tim tebow so i think that's why the pro they kind of have the pro days they're trying to look for the rawness if this person's raw enough and we take a chance on them We'll get. Can we get some productive years out of them? Now, I'm not saying they're looking for Hall of Famers out of this, but as you said, as no most people know, the average career is three years in the NFL. Can we get at least three years out of this person? Can we get them up to the the next contract? Could this person be a diamond in the rough? Could be. You know, sometimes you look at the pro days. the 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 player might not have fit in the actual system of their college. It, it, it could be a numer- numerous of things why it didn't work. So that's why I said sometimes these pro days are going there to see can this person have the tools to play at the next level? Because most coaches, I'll be t- telling you this right now, have a positive mindset about players. If I get a player that's really raw 
if he get if I get him in my hands, I can I can teach him, I can coach him up to be a great NFL pro player or even just a great player overall. So that's why I think they do the pro days. They want to go out and see some of these kids out here, diamonds in the rubs. And if if the kid that is good on film, is he really the real deal? And like I said, there are some kids out there that went to the wrong system. Let's say you're a receiver and the, the, the team in college, now obviously they don't do this as much anymore, ran the ball a lot. So you're nothing more than a glorified blocker. But, but then again, you can run really crisp routes and you got really great soft hands and you can make plays after the catch, but no one ever saw that because they were running the ball all the damn time. So I think that's why they usually have the pro days and see what, what can this kid do and is it possible they can play in the league? I, I think you got to maybe look at it at that kind of viewpoint than just saying, well, just watch the tape. Well, okay. Marvin Harrison, obviously we know about him, but let's be honest. Guys like him and the, the high-ranked quarterbacks are going to be taken early in the draft. Well, you've got 20-some other teams next in line. they got to make picks as well. And it also goes for other positions as well. Uh, you know, certain, you, you've known this. Certain guys play well in the 3-4 defense instead of a 4-3. You know, certain guys play defensive end in college, but, dude, you got to go to the linebacker. Can you play that linebacker? Do you have that foot speed to go east and west and cover ground and different coverages? So that's what they're looking for, I, I believe. I don't think it's really like a waste of time and stuff like that. And as I said before, it's analysis, paralysis, paralysis from analysis. It's just another thing to put in there to see what the kid can do. And sometimes some of those pro days can 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 show some flaws and say, you know what? This guy was doing well because he played alongside this teammate. Are we going to draft a high draft pick on this guy to be the man when really this guy could be really a number two or number three option? Or, oh, man, this dude was number two, number three on this team, but really he could be a number one if he's by himself. So I think that's what they really analyze in the pro days. Yeah, yeah, it's a combination. I think similar kind of it's the transition between high school and college and college to pro kind of you're looking for best fit within which you know what you're doing in terms of a system particularly nfl even though that there are you know, a lot more head coaching changes and certain programs and organizations this year are in a lot of transition yeah you want to find those versatile pieces those not jacks of all trades but someone that's not so singularly skilled that if you take this one thing away, then it's basically you're, you're, you know eating up a roster spot. And I, and I think part of that, because co- the pro day is just one dynamic. It's talking with college coaches, talking with position coaches. It's film. It's scouting. It's what you know other you know, scouts around the league are saying because you know scouts talk even though they don't want to tell you about that. Um, so like everyone's kind of, again, this comprehensive profile. And so, yes, and I know, you know, for those that didn't participate in the Combine, or even those that weren't invited but do other, you know, East-West Shrine game or Senior Bowl, like all these, quote-unquote, postseason opportunities for development, extra coaching, you know, multiple eyes on them, ability to showcase their talents and skills. Like, all, all of that adds into it. Uh, but then I think about guys, so 
thinking about here in Syracuse, Tucker, you know, running back, uh, blanking on his first name, like he's like he sat out, or he didn't go to the combine because he was injured, but then he sat out pro day because he's nursing this injury back to health. And so on the flip side, think about someone like him who a lot of people were saying could possibly go day two. Does he just automatically drop because you didn't get a chance to see him work out in drills, which is what a lot of these NFL experts are saying in their mock drafts. Oh, we didn't get a chance to see him. Is this injury nagging thing that limited his production this year going to hurt him? You know, does that drop his draft stock? So, like, it's all of it's a business at the end of the day. It's just kind of looking at the pro day. Um, yes, you learn the intangibles. You get a chance to really talk to the kids. Um, Multiple, you know, sometimes even head coaches that we've seen go to these pro days. If, you know, if it's someone highly recruited, I think the entire NFL was in Columbus to watch C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the other half, you know, the same 32 teams were, in, you know, down in Tuscaloosa to see Bryce Young. Like, so, like, they're going to get a chance to see him, and then obviously Alabama and Ohio State have 30,000 other prospects that are going to be there. But, yeah. Well, and you it's also just interesting. you also have to look at it this way too, um, David. Um, sometimes the pro day is to get your ear on the ground and hear things about people. You know, yeah, you can poke and pride and look at everything like that. But how is this person as a person off the field? How do they treat their coaches? Is there a good vibe around them? Because the best ability is availability. And if you got someone that's going to be a jerk and it's going to mess up the team chemistry and just make everything bad, that's the person you don't want on your team. So sometimes some of those guys go there. I mean, you, you watched, come on, you, you watched enough film to know what the guy can, can, can't do. I mean, you probably know more about the guy than their own mama knows about them. But at the same time, you might go down to the pro day and, and just be a detective and, and, and asking questions that are off the field that, you know, when you're there, you know, you know that they're going to be listening to you. You know what I'm saying? So I, I tell people this all the time. Like, you know, um, it is what it is. Um, but I think there's more to it than w- w- what you think, basically. That's what, I, that's what I think is there's more to it than just, you know, overanalyzing things. Yeah, and, and it's been said, you know, we've seen in more recent drafts, um, kind of those pro days and those conversations, you know, what's what's being said or spoken to scouts, you know, inevitably gets, gets leaked out, and then ESPN runs with it for a week, week and a half, and it's like, this was said, this was, you know, report, inside investigation, allegations of, you know, sources say that this so-and-so prospect did this, or... As this. So, yeah, it does impact um, not just draft stock, but just kind of how people view and think about your character um, coming into the draft and professionalism, work ethic, all, all those things that, yes, you hear kind of talking with coaches and kind of throughout the course of the season and in the offseason, but then also, you know, digging into personal life and one on one conversations even before. 
individual private workouts and invitations to mm-hmm. um, team facilities for things like that. Right. And, that, and that's what I try to tell people that all the time. Is that in, in the pro days, like I said, they make it seem like, well, and, and you've heard some of the absurd stuff that happens either at the pro days or at the combine with the questions they're asking. I think the pro days also are more relaxed. It's it, it's more like they say they have their hair down, whereas with the combine is business. You know what you're going in there for. You know you're going to get a, asked some some absurd questions, and when you're going in there with business, you're putting your best foot forward. You, you could tell you're trying hard. You can tell that um, they've trained for this. You go to the pro day. It's kind of like they're in their element. They, they might, you know, be a little bit more open to you. And, you know, that 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 happens. So that's why I think a lot of times they go to the, the pro days. They want to see you come because sometimes, like I said, some guys or. You know, when the pressure's on, let's see how you do. Okay, we went over the pro pro day, you know, the, the, the pro crown by, and the guy didn't do so well. Didn't handle pressure well. Okay, so then we go to their pro day. Well, now they're in a comfortable environment. They're playing with receivers that they know or people catching the ball or whatever they may be doing, whatever position they may do, and you see that they're playing better. Okay, a little bit of hope for them, but kind of a red flag when there's pressure on. Maybe they overthink things. I don't know. Or they do really well at the pro day. Okay, when this guy's a, a gamer, and when the pressure's on, we know he steps up. But can the guy get a little lackadaisical when he's comfortable? Or then there's that. It's like okay, that as far as the pro days and stuff like that, you know. And like I said before, a lot of times teams are just going in there to see. Really, when you do these scouting things, you're looking for diamonds in the rough. Ask any scout. You're looking for the diamonds in the rough. The, can you steal a guy? Can you get a Tom Brady? Think about it. Can you can you get a Tom Brady or someone in of that like? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the day three, day two steals. Um, yeah, and yeah, like, and pro days are also a little bit more scripted, where you have more freedom. You know, those are designed. I'm only going to do such and such and such at a pro day, and then interview questions and yeah and also pro days to that end are for say you didn't run your 40 well or you know you know that you can shave off a point zero two seconds off your time mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna do all those drills again kind of at the pro day just to be like hey this was this was not my best effort and i know it can do better is that pressure is that anyone that's run a 40 it's like Sometimes that point zero two is just a matter of the slightest, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the slightest edge. So yeah, yeah. So that 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 that's really what it gets down to. I know you you probably think it's pointless. Uh, some some of it. I I think the whole idea, if if you've been to the combine, what value? Other than the conversation, which you don't even have to do at a pro day. Like, you don't have to do drills if you went to the combine and you balled out. Like, those kinds of things. If you know, like, say, I'm just going to throw a name out there. Like, for Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, 
A pro day was basically just you throwing to your receivers. Like, mm-hmm. like you didn't need to do a pro day. Right. Like, you could have just showed up and be like, hey, I'm going to talk to you guys. Any questions? I'm here. What drills do y'all need me to do? Like, so for those, like, those kinds of prospects where you know, like, what value is, I'm like, okay, pro day's pointless. But, like, the D2, D3 guys, those diamonds in the rough that don't have the opportunity to play in one at these D1 uh, facilities and with, you know, these kinds of players and talent around them get a chance to show off their skills. I think it's valuable for them because it gives them a chance another chance for people to see them in the flesh and do the Q&A questionnaire, converse, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, and so, so now I guess you started off the show saying that they're pointless. Now you're finding the point to them. Uh, I can see the point. I still think that overall kind of pro day is pointless. <laughs> but like I see the value, I recognize the value, but overall it's like you know, what are we doing here? Other than, you know, scouts getting a chance to uh, travel around and figure out you know, find those diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. So it it's pointless for the players, but has value for the team. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I can see that. All right. Anything else? Um. Yeah. Shout out to everyone that you know participated in the pro day. Hopefully, you hear your name called. Um, for those diamonds in the rough that shot out, those that go from undrafted to maybe a day three steal, some of the the mid majors, group of fives. Hopefully, you, your stock gets elevated. Who knows? Uh, maybe. Maybe in one of these pro days in Northwest Ohio, Southeastern Michigan, they found the next Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, that's true. So as as so, you do have your draft coming up, right? Your mock draft. Yeah. Do, do these pro days? Do you take into stock with these pro days to see uh, what you can get out of it? So that that helps you. Because obviously the trades have been done, I think. I don't think there's going to be any more trades. Because earlier, remember, we had, you know, the Bears had the number one pick. They were saying they're going to trade it and everything. And then once they did the trade and everything like that, uh, we were able to um, uh, basically, sorry, we were able to. Now do the picks. Do you take into account the combine and the pro day information, and then go and you know do your mock draft? Um, a little bit, a little bit of combine, um, but not on field results like metrics. It's more of the conversations, what what was spoken, what was shared, kind of like the reports and the interviews of the prospects. So getting a sense of best fit in terms of position, who had a good conversation, good rapport with, you know, such and such a team or such and such, you know, at a pro day, this team uh, had a lot of conversation with so-and-so. So 
I take that into account when I'm doing my mock draft. Um, particularly in in the teens, like the teens to kind of twenty twenty one, because those are the ones where they can go either way. There's a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Like top 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 eight, I know. The order wise, kind of confusing. Uh, again. There could be one or two trades. There are a couple of teams, like do the Cardinals and the Colts block picks because the Colts really want a quarterback, depending on what happens with Carolina and Houston at 1-2. That's a possible trade that could potentially happen. I'm hearing that Las Vegas may try to trade up just to be sure that they can get a quarterback over the likes of a Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing things that... Chicago may trade down and accumulate more draft capital. So, like, who, like I'm not 100 percent sure, kind of who's you know, who's going to end up where. I know for sure Carolina is taking a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I know for sure Houston is taking a quarterback. Like one, two, those are set in stone. Right. At least, at least in my mock draft. Mm-hmm. After that, world's the oyster. Okay. Yeah, the draft is an exciting time for a lot of these young young men, and then hopefully, like I said, they ended up getting where they want to get drafted. And also, it's a life changing experience. And also, like I said, I like the pro days because it also gives an opportunity for some of the guys that probably play at smaller colleges, like all athletes, even in all sports. You know, in high school they weren't very dominant, but then you know, get them in a college program, get under some good coaching, they can develop. And possibly be uh, a pro um, uh, uh, athlete. You know, look at Garcon. You know, wasn't he at Division Three Mount Union? Mm-hmm. So you know, there's sometimes I think those pro combines help guys like him as well. Yeah, yeah. The smaller schools for sure. Uh, those prospects that when you see it on the tape, you're like, how did Vaughn? How do they end up at the smaller school and kind of the inevitable? Oh, he if he would have played that. Such and such D one schools, he wouldn't have had the same success. True, but you never know. It's about talent. It's about fit. It's about, like you said at the beginning, kind of the right scheme and the right place for him to grow and mature. And mm-hmm. some players don't hit their peak until. You there, David? Don't hit the peak until junior year, senior year. Oh, okay. And you know, yeah, you know, multitude of factors. You just never know. Uh, final thoughts. Oh, uh, for all those young men going to the draft, please wear something that's you know somewhat professional. You're going to be on the grandest stage. Don't wear anything stupid. I say this every year, but come on, no. just some of the outfits are. Okay. Well. Well, that's do it for this segment here on eighty-eight point three WCS. After further review, uh, when we return, David, you want to talk? Why don't we do? I don't do baseball last. I want to know what you think about these officiating for the referees. We'll do that. that. Sounds good, and hopefully, I don't get fined by the NBA. Well, just make sure you don't do the money sign like Johnny Menzel or Luca Doncic, and you make sure you won't get fined. Well, that or you know, just dropping that on my friend Van Leet. 
Yeah, that's true too. You're listening to 88.3 FWXUTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes with Frank Vash and the Horse's Head. Check out this segment and many more. Also, after further review, Sports Show has is on Facebook. We have our live shows is there as well. And we're also on AFR Sports Show on Twitter. When we return, talk about the NBA officiating for better or is it getting worse? That and more here on 88.3 Richard D's after further review with myself and David the Man of God Harris. We'll be back after this.